Good morning, afternoon, or evening to all of you beautiful people. This is episode 119 of Catching Waves. It was recorded at approximately 4 a.m. on a rainy January 16th in the year 2018 A.D. Hope you enjoy it. Okay. All right. Theory of Everything show. Share your theory of everything based on your life experience thus far. Who are you? How does the universe work based off of what you have observed and what do you intend to do with that information? Now, we each did the solo cast, had a chance to listen to all of them. Chris, lead us off with what you went through when you were, when you were doing that, getting that together, what that kind of brought about, and what you uh, came up with. Um, I definitely had to write a whole lot. And... It, it kept feeling to me that there was two parts to this episode. One was just being able to deliver that content, well, the, the production of that content. What, what do I think the answers to these questions are? Um, but there was also the, the delivery of it. So, you know, it's very easy to start writing and produce that content and what your answers are, but as soon as it's you're trying to deliver it in some way where it was succinct there was there was a logical flow to what you're talking about you realize that and I, I just kind of defaulted to wanting to have more of like a production for it it we all kind of seem to do ours in different ways and I was terrified just to sit in front of the recording and just talk about my answers um, although that would have that would deliver its own problems as soon as I was going to you know sit down and have almost like a scripted thing it seemed like 10 minutes of that 20 minutes of that was very difficult because it was so succinct um, I couldn't rely on my crutch words anymore I couldn't be kind of more off the cuff um, that was the way I chose to go but it just seemed like it was God, 23 minutes of that was like I couldn't have delivered any more than that um, so I was I was fairly confident in what I was saying but it was funny to to you know stop recording go back and listen to it and feel like wow um, I there was so much work that I did and yet after the fact even when I decided okay that's that's done I kept thinking of all the things oh, I missed that I missed that I missed that um, but it was it was a good first run for me but yeah definitely I felt like here I was missing the, uh, some of the things I wanted to say and how I would incorporate them into what I had said but also uh, definitely coming out of it feeling like it, it did feel too scripted I was uh, I'm excited about doing it again because I think that maybe the flow of it, the energy of it could get better I felt like it was almost robotic where I wasn't maybe as clear in between thoughts 
So I was glad to see your guys' points of view when you guys did yours to, to listen to somebody else do it. Um, what did you guys think? Yeah, Phil, what did, how would, how'd it go? <laughs> or what do you feel like, well, what do you feel like after listening to ours and kind of coming together? I, I feel like I am happy to have supplied the worst solo cast. Um, <clears throat> and it was extremely difficult. Um, it was extremely difficult for me um, on multiple levels. The, the second question in the series that um, in this in the three part you know series of questions that one really messed me up um, and I kept going back to it and it's like I'd have like a long explanation of how I feel the universe works and then I'd try to simplify and then I'd go back to like long example and I'd have like multiple examples of uh, people who I feel like in their life um, show how not to live your life or how you know how to like kind of use the uni- the universe or the rules to get a certain to come to a certain means but then they were neglecting this one thing and then that came back to bite them and it was like at one point I had an example of Schwarzenegger because I you know I studied Schwarzenegger and then I had a, a point of like Louis CK just because recently it's like okay this guy's great at he knew you know kind of a recipe of like this is who I am he was very self-aware uh, I can get in front of people and be funny and make them laugh. But then that started destroying his family. And you can see it in his standup from like the beginning. He was, um, you know, he really started catching fire. And he was like, my wife has given me these awful hand jobs. <laughs> it was like, that's where I started with Louie. And really paying attention to that. You're like, yeah, because your material it makes everyone else laugh, but it's bringing a lot of heat to your particular family. And she's like, I am fucking tired of your shit. But anyway, um, I had these examples and I like put them down and I'm like, ah, this is getting long winded. Um, I don't, I, and it supports, it supports the question, but does it answer the question as simply as it could and and my answer kept coming back no so then I'd like restart and I'm like is that really how the universe works I'm like trying to break it down into a formula and it's like I have like a general sense but what I loved about the topic Nate was that it forced my hand into really getting down what the hell it is I think is going on and it it just kept messing me up and especially with um and i i hate to keep bringing up like the timing of Kristen, you know and hudson coming um uh Kristen being pregnant and getting close to um delivering and it's just like 
the past month has been a scatter for my mind. And it's like, I feel like the past year I've been very like, I've been able to focus and say like, here are the things that I'm doing and then just keep that going. But then this past month and along with this topic, it's like, (laughs) oh my God, you know, how can I spread my mind in so many different areas that are all very, um, they're all very important. And it was uh, to like bring up the point that Chris, did, it was very, it was very difficult to go through the process a couple of times and like record and be like, that's shit. And then, Oh, that's more shit. And be so aware of, you know, my little idiosyncrasies and, and, uh, my lack of organization and all that is just like, all right, you're going to have to face it. So it was eye opening. That's awesome. Yeah. I definitely had similar, similar stuff where it it definitely sprung from a part, like just coming up with the question for it is kind of wanting to put a laser beam instead of on what I'm trying to get with all this and where I'm trying to go and understand and, have a a change you know I, I think that's what started all this is wanting to change and having brief little glimpses of things and experience and I felt like this hearing uh, like Jed McKenna would talk about writing things down is like turning turning the sun into a laser and I feel like that kind of started to happen but I don't feel like I've gotten all the way where all the way there with it because I haven't fully experienced it what I'm looking to experience, which is kind of non-experience, I guess. I don't know. Like there's certain things that have been said and passed around by sages and saints, but it still has to be a personal thing. I think that you have to, the words don't describe that. And it's weird going through this where I start recording and, you know, try to do like a stream of thought thing, but I realize I'm just adding to the situation with the words and the concepts and ideas. They're just belief ridden. And I think it's because we anthropomorphize a lot of things and God is one of them. It's hard not to make it into an object that we're putting out there. That's not in fact what I believe, what I believe as far as my theory of the model of the universe is that there's only one consciousness. This is what makes sense to me based off of what I've studied and looked at is that there's only one consciousness parading behind all of this, but it's fooling itself for the sake of creating an experience and not new, not a new thought by any means, but it makes sense to me that that would be a model that could work. And it's just a theory because I haven't personally experienced the depths of that theory, but it validates always because I get tired out and I'm like, that's the mind. That's the human mind trying to make this into something nice and neat for me when it is beyond my capabilities of current to understand it. And that was totally this where I'm like, fuck, I got done with the recording. and I'm like, I don't know. Like I did a second one and I'm like, I don't know if that got any better or closer because I'm still like moving myself around it, the orbit of it, but getting back to creating the space for it to come to me and occur is the only way that I can make it work. That's like the, that's my opening tag of like, this left me even more focused yet more awestruck at the same time. I'm like another revolution on the wheel. A little better, <laughs> but I'm confused. I don't know if that inspires, you know, anything in you guys or makes any sense, but 
I'm left again more dumbfounded and in, in awe of life and the universe because of it. I'm like, just when I think like, no, I'm gonna get it down on paper, like, nah, <laughs> doesn't quite work that way. But <laughs> yeah, good try. I had a lot of sitting down to answer these questions again and again as a way of I would always kind of start fresh do it again and see if there was any gold that was able to kind of stick to really feel like okay here it is or is here something I'm going to create this new document over here and write about my feelings about this question and see if there's anything that sticks that I didn't produce before and I kept going down into the weeds so to speak to be able to do that and then coming back up to see if I could produce that overview of my topic but I kind of I was going back and forth between writing again and again and producing the same damn thing and seeing if I couldn't you know throw it through that sifter you know to, to, to weed out the excess basically and get something very succinct but um, I was still looking for those examples those ways of explaining it that would be I guess worthy of this subject matter because I would write a lot and feel like oh that's redundant I've said that before I've or is this something somebody else has said you know am I taking this from somebody else um, so I ended up producing once again how many pages of stuff of crap it felt like to be able to go okay step back from it and look okay what am I saying here because by the time it came to delivering it it was going to be trying to find the most the, the clearest way of explaining it I like I said, I if, if I was just kind of going off the cuff and just rambling, I could probably speak for two hours. But it's like, what is that going to be something I want to listen to? So, I don't know. I, no, I, <laughs> I felt that too, where I, <laughs> I had this whole lead up and designed and I left it in um, the stuff with like grumpy old men and that was kind of my random thought and I just wanted to like intro and I had this idea but as I started going through I was like where the fuck am I like I it was like a journey in and of itself where I was like I know why I started this is that I wanted to make the analogy of a person isn't their body and so and I had no idea why I started thinking of Chuck and grumpy old men and I had in fact like thought <laughs> it's like as started as soon as I started digging I realized I'm like oh I have thought of Chuck like more and that was a great character you know and I was like well let's take that a step further and I just decided to go with it as an analogy to express that like we aren't our body and I wanted it to be entertaining and all these things but then like as I started moving into it I started losing I'm like what am I trying to say and just getting it out 
you see all the flaws in it and like as i'm typing i'm like oh this is good shit and then i i went back to it a couple days later i'm like does this even make the point that i'm trying to make or like what am i trying to do with this i don't know and so yeah you know getting back to the idea of like the process of like of doing it isn't exactly the process of listening to it and once you listen to it you're like what the hell are you trying to say? And are you getting there in a way that is enjoyable? You know? Well, and it's fascinating. That's it, too. I think it's that delivery. And listening to it, being the one who said it, is one thing. Being the one listening to it that wasn't, the, you know, when you weren't the one who said it is another. Um, and who knows? There might be other people not involved in this that would listen to it and go, like you said what the fuck maybe they'd be more critical than you I don't know probably that's not possible um, but listening to it from my perspective it was like I love the fact that I don't know I, I have cert, a certain amount of leniency for that because I feel like you're getting somewhere there's a, a different way of explaining it that I wouldn't explain it and I'm I, I want to there, there's something there and I just kind of go along for the ride. I, I enjoy that. I'm glad that it's not something that I've thought of, you know. Um, and I hope I'm doing the same thing for my examples. But, yeah, you do reach that point where you feel like you're you're kind of like Icarus getting too close to the sun and your brain is going, uh, I'm going to fizzle out right here, you know. I, I yeah. <laughs> And you feel scared, like, wait, maybe this has, no, like, maybe this doesn't apply um but i i would rather have it down there you know and, and feel like we can't all just come together and say do you guys kind of know where i'm getting at i feel like this is important um but i started to fizzle out and get confused and wonder if i had you know did i did i eat something weird last night i don't know um, but no, I liked I liked the Chuck example, and no, I don't have this perfect understanding of what you were getting at, um, but it, it feels like there's something there. You know, I like that. I love this idea of I, the way you were delivering it. You felt like yours was scripted to a certain uh, extent, but still there was, it felt like there was more... I don't know, there was more emotion in yours than I felt than I had with mine. But still, it's like, I never thought of it that way. I, I like that idea, that, that idea of Chuck being this enigma and feeling like, wow, you know, I, I know now that there's more to be known about Chuck that I don't know. And I like that unknown at that point. He's a contradiction, and I think that's what a lot of the answers to these questions are as opposed to just understanding completely what you are I th you, you come to a place where you don't understand anything maybe that's the point yeah listening to your guys um, it really uh, you know, like I started with Nate's just because it was the first one in Dropbox and then I went to yours Chris and um both of yours were refreshing because I, I mean obviously I think our 
our peace that we created, it speaks of our, our personality so much. And Nate, yours was fluid and it felt like, like you had bullet points, but you were just like weaving it beautifully. Like it, it felt like you were having a conversation like we have right now. And listening to yours first, I was like, Oh, delete. Uh, I went to, <laughs> I took my file and threw it right into the trash. Like after a minute, I was like, Nope, this can't be the style. And then I listened to Chris's and I noticed that it's like, no, his is scripted, but you're using, I mean, it is just beautiful words that that felt intelligent and like you spent so much time and I can feel that and I'm like mine uh it just paled in comparison but at the same time I was like I spent a lot of time trying to make this thing and this is the best I could do and then I was like no that's comparing and I realized I'm like okay I could do this a third time and then be influenced by both of your guys' pieces. But I think that's also uh, something that I'm trying to work out, that it's like, be your own voice, be your own authentic voice. And I I know I could have done it better, but uh, a part of me was like, hey, if you put this out there and it and it's really shitty, you have nowhere to go but up. So let's fucking just put it out there. So then the next time I'm like, <laughs> you know, and, it, and then it would get me, it would keep me excited for next time in improvement, kind of selfishly, like I can improve upon that easy because I know I can improve upon that today. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm exhausted. My mind is exhausted. I know I can do better but how about we just get this ball rolling because this could easily go like another month of like me working on the production value and stuff and I I just like time has been just so short and it's like I have time but it's all allotted to you know right now it's like family and I think that's important also to like for this time has been very important for my family and like you know, having us be together and, and, uh, enjoy like, all right, the dynamic is going to change drastically here. Um, and to like focus on that. So I think I look forward to the next, the next one that we do in this format. It's been awesome. Yeah. And I, I think that, I mean, this is the theory of everything that the biggest questions we have (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if if you spend another 50 years, you know, refining these answers and, deli- you know, the delivery of it, and then in 50 years you felt like that's perfect, um, which is probably still, you know, ridiculous, um, it, it, it merits much more than, you know, a month or two of, you know, you're not going to come away from this and feel like, no, this is perfect, this is worthy of worthy of these questions you know it's this is kind of audacious so i think how did you feel about the process i mean you you were the one who spurred it yeah well i think yeah i and i i like that audacious because it's it is totally you know fighter pilot like oh fuck it what do you got let's but i think it inherently can't happen it's like i'm 
I feel like I'm designed to be a focal point of awareness with many subsidiary focal points that keep it interesting. And it's my, my relativity to things that makes things fun, even if it's sometimes infuriating to me. But if I can get to that point of, you know, less of a desire for an outcome, things usually turn out pretty good. It's fine. You know, it's I it's all learning experiences and kind of going through life and I'm very fortunate. And I think you touched on that in yours, Phil, just how lucky I feel to be to have the luxury to to do things like this. And then there's some days where I get out of that mode of gratitude for what is a great, great fucking life. And I want to figure these things out to advance. But I think that's a big part of it is there's an expansion that's built into all of us. And I think that's part of the universe too. But I definitely think that it is an audacious thing. And I, I don't think that we're, I think we can look back up the, the cable, the fiber optic cable of where we come from, so to speak as a metaphor, but it's not like we get to understand the whole picture. It's like, nah, you just get to see your connection to things and it, is a crazy experience, I think. But I think that might be the best we can hope for. I don't know. I, I still want to always believe in myself and you guys and our ability to figure out more. But my current understanding, I'm like, man, when I see even just a sliver more than I get, when the bandwidth gets opened up a little bit, that's enough just to expand and, and understand my workings within the universe a little more. But I One do minute. have a quote that I want to share, but I don't know if this is the, like the right time. It might be a little more... Well, if you're thinking of it, it's the right time. It's a, it's a good one. And I think it, it kind of, in a far more eloquent way, says what I lumber my way around. It's by uh, uh, a sage uh, guy called Krishnamurti, uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti. And he, he was alive in the late 1800s, and I think he passed away in 1986 or 87. But this... It's pretty rad. So, so those who are trying to seek truth will obviously be caught in illusion. And therefore, truth must come to you. You cannot go after it. You cannot chase it. Because after all, what is it we all want? We want gratification. We want comfort. We want inward security. Peace. And that is what we are seeking. We call it truth. We give it a name. Therefore, what we are seeking in different forms at different levels is gratification, not truth. Truth can come into being only when the desire for gratification for security has come to an end, which is extremely arduous. And as most of us are lazy, sluggish, we pretend to seek truth and form societies and organizations around it. So all that we can do is to be aware of our own appetites, desires, and vanities. It does not matter at what level you place them to be aware of all of that and to be free of it, which means to be free of the self, the me. Then you do not have to seek truth. Then truth will come to you, because the field is there. A mind that is quiet, undisturbed by its own agitations. Such a mind is capable of receiving. It must be negatively aware, passively aware, which again is very, very arduous, because the mind wants to be something. It wants a result, an achievement. And if it has failed in one direction, it will succeed. It will seek success in another. That success it calls the search for truth. Whereas, truth is the unknown. It must be discovered from moment to moment, not in some abstraction, 
not in some isolated action, but every moment of our daily existence. you do the the visual metaphor that comes up to me and i just have to go with it because this is how my mind works was david Duchovny and zoolander with the glass hand with the glass covering over his hand he's going and he's going for uh you know the object that's what it feels like it feels like and you're not gonna you're never gonna get you're never gonna be able to pick up that thing with that sh- fucking thing over your hand and I don't know if that makes any kind of sense but it it feels like it does that's how my mind works <laughs> I like half remember that one and it still it's getting me <laughs> I'm, like, hmm, I'm not sure if that applies but I know there's something there no I in a way I I I I like hearing those other examples and you're you're just you're giving you're allowing there's something to be there and you're just trying to explore how that applies in some way Um, I think with your with myself when I gave an example I got to that point where I was always going no no that's not it I've got to find it you know which is exactly what Jidu is pretty much going relax <laughs> it's going to yeah. come to you you know um, and I'm probably better with other people's that what they're saying and just trying to just assume that there's truth there let it come to you you know but when it's your search your journey um or I'll speak for me when it's mine. Um, I get to that mode where I, I'm I'm flying right at the sun, you know. And I expect to grab it and say, "Here it is." It's like, no, you you'll never do that. Don't worry about it. You're, but you're doing fine. Just keep doing it. <laughs> A good example of like putting out so much effort, and and it feels retarded of me to like say this. But it's. I think it's a prime example of, of like efforting and efforting and efforting, in the wrong direction, knowing it's the wrong direction, and then like finally coming to the point where I'm exhausted. Is I've been, at work. I was put into a different department to help out during the holidays, not these holidays, last year's holidays. And because I didn't say anything, they kept me in there because that was working out for that department. But it wasn't working out for me, and I was getting into an increasingly worse mood. I was having, you know, um, just conflicts with people within that department and, um, you know, going back and forth with emails. And it was just like, this sucks. Okay, these people are not grateful for my work. And I... I know they're working hard, but then there I see like tons of room for improvement. Anyway, I'm going back and forth. I'm just getting to a worse place inside myself. I'm not happy to go to work, blah, 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 blah. And I finally get to the point where it's like I'm exhausted, both mentally and physically. And I had to write it down in my phone as a reminder. And it's like, 
why would I have to write it down in my phone as a fucking reminder that I am not having a good time? This is like taking a lot of my energy. But I finally get to the point where I'm like, I need to just speak up and say, I want out of this department. So I go in and I've made this note in my phone and I go in, it was like probably three days later, I go into work and I go up to my manager. I'm like, I want to get out of this. I want to, I want to get out of dairy and I want to go into grocery. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, that's it? And he's like, yeah, after, after the holidays, we'll be able to move you out. We, we know, like we, we've seen the patterns and you know. We know you're unhappy and we're, we're actually we're removing the person who's a specialist in that department because he's not doing a good job. And, and that was that. And I'm like, how much crap was I going through? And, and I had been through that in like different workplaces before, you know? And I'm like, this isn't the spot for me yet. I go in and I'm like, no, I'm going to prove something by staying in here, you know, and I, I take all that weight, you know, or at least like, I think I'm taking all that weight, but I'm not taking on anything. I'm just making life worse for me. I'm like, yeah, just speak up. Like, but it took all of that energy of like going through and just being unhappy and bringing that home at times. And, you know, it's like, why I could have, like, after the holidays last year, I could have just been like, I went out of this department. He would have been like, okay. <laughs> you know? It's like, that sucks, man. Like, why do I have to go through a year of that crap? I I thought I I was past that. But I don't, like, I think we're doing, everyone is doing that to a certain degree in one area of their life. You know, it's like, Why? Why do we do that? Why do we have to reach that point? And I think, Chris, you've brought this up too. Like, why does it have to be such a war? Yeah. And then you come to that relu- that that realization, then it's like, oh, I just let go. Like, yeah, motherfucker, just let go. Like, it doesn't... Well, yeah, it feels like, and I talked about it in my, my episode as well. I, I had, that was one of my moments where I really saw, I guess. And it feels like you finally just let go and you're so terrified. It's almost like if you're asking another person, you know, and they're like, oh, no, no, that's fine. No, you asked, and if you ask it, she'll be given to you. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I've i got road rash. I, I'm exhausted. I've got a migraine, <laughs> and I've done all this stuff, and I it took everything out of me to be able to ask this. No, no, that's fine. That's how it works. Like, don't worry about it. You'll do it again. But But I don't want to. <laughs> what if I don't want to? Oh, you can't help that. <laughs> you know, you'll do it again. And another weird byproduct is like, okay, so that was two weeks ago that I asked, and then he was like, yeah, okay, like after, after this little holiday thing, we'll get you out of there. And I was like relieved. I go into work uh, this past weekend, and Jose, my manager, same guy that I talked to, and he's like, hey, uh, can you come here and? Edgar, a guy I was working with, who's kind of like screwing me over in certain ways. He was right there. He goes, I got to talk to you about something. I'm like, oh, okay. And it had nothing to do with Edgar, like I thought it was. He goes, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you got a raise. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, we really appreciate your hard work. And I'm like, okay, so not only like the the week that I finally decide, you know, um, that I want to get out of there and I say something about it. It's like the following week, another good thing happens. And it's like, so I'm going to be doing like, I'm going to have, you know, again, once again, I'm going to have more leadership style uh, authority and I'm going to have less physical and mental strain and I'm getting, I'm like, what? Like that, that doesn't add up, but I guess it does that it's like, you just beat yourself up just to beat yourself up. Like you just have to, I don't know, be more aware, I guess, of like what you want and then ask for it. And but you've yeah. got to be realistic, I guess, with what you're asking for too. And so, like, are you? Hey, I want to be. I want a million pounds of gold. Right? Yeah. Well, that's not your next step, buddy. Get in line for that, and that'd be another battle as well. I think. Yeah, but and I think these little. I think sometimes it's like we're asking for what's, what's right for us. What's being open for us? It's, it's both asking and just seeing what's already there for you you know it's like you had those those were options that were available to you and then you were the one that walked through that door when you asked but i feel like a lot of times like we it's like a bow and arrow like i'm trying to push the arrow without pulling the string back it's like all i'm trying to do is send this thing forward send it forward send it forward this is my action this is my thought this is what i have to do but if i step back a little bit and see the whole situation give it a breathe that pulls the string back and then my arrow flies way straighter and way stronger all because I was able to see it from a better perspective. I was able to see from outside. That's a great metaphor. No, that's a great metaphor. I feel like taking the time to get away from things, it makes it so much clearer every time. I'm like, how do I always forget this? (laughs) How do I I forget how to distance myself enough? Not that I'm disconnected completely, but that I can see clearly all the things and what I want, what's there and what's the logical path. And I'm like, nah, it's not even anything crazy. It's I'm capable of that. Push myself a little bit, ask for it. Boom. Oh yeah, sure. We're just waiting for you to step up to the plate. Like what the, how did I miss this? Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. Like those, in those moments of, I mean, it's really, I think this is happening in, multiple facets in our life but it's just it's easiest always has been easiest for me to like relate this to like being at a job that you know you want to advance you have to speak up and i i learned that lesson um from you nate that like you went in you killed it at yard house and then you showed the interest of being a bartender I remember going in there. I'm like, no, I'm just going to kill it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm never going to say one word about me being a bartender. That, And the truth was because it scared the shit out of me. And it scares the shit out of a lot of people. And then there are other people that are outside of that environment that they're doing. They're whining. I want to be that. And, and you're like, no, you don't. No, you don't. I can see from my perspective being inside it that you don't want that. But... 
from our perspective, like getting in that environment, we're working our asses off. We're not, you know, we weren't very verbal about that, but you say it once and those people are like, no, you can hustle. You get to advance because you're not asking for it with your words. You're asking for it with all of your actions and you just bring it up once after asking for it with your actions after that it is handed to you and then you're like i don't know if i want this and we're like we want you even more i mean that you know it's like because now you're taking the responsibility very seriously we can see that weight on your on your back literally that you're taking this responsibility and so that opportunity wants you even more because you're stressed out and you're like uh and you're like you're seeing the whole gravity of taking that on so that team's gonna want you for that and i think uh like getting into those situations and really just asking for it once has been my greatest problem it's like i'll I'll do the work (laughs) which that's the hardest that's the hardest part is like do all the work that leads up to that question that you ask and then you will get that you'll you'll be able to pass through that it's not going to be easy passing through that and you know that after you've done all the work you're like oh man there's going to be even more work waiting for you maybe that's the you know the thing to keep in mind with each step that it's like you don't it's not bliss (laughs) that you're you're taking on even more but that's that's improving yourself that's growth you know yeah i think i think that our we our attention is insanely split up and it's so much so that there's a distortion of what we go through every day and i've had glimpses around it i know we all have and we've talked about it and it's that space that's in between our attention it's just attention on the most mellow part of you and but usually we ride from one sensation to the next from sight smell thought we fire through all those things and i think asking it seems like we're doing that and we're clear on things but then as soon as i sit down to write what i think things are how things work it becomes very apparent how it's all a jumbled thought mess that we go through all the time i think like thinking about breathing Breathing is a system that's on autopilot in my life. But as soon as I mention it, my attention goes to it and I'm aware of it. But if you were to actually map out how much of my life was spent, even even just sitting here thinking about that, I've forgotten in between I just said thinking about breathing and then I went to another thought. I was already moving on and my attention was off it. If you were to map out how much of my attention is actually on my breath and I'm consciously controlling it, it would be a sliver of one hundredth of a percent, but it feels like, oh yeah, no, I know that. And I think that's kind of what happens is that there's a distortion by bringing a coherency to experience that it, it's false. How much attention I put on asking and being extremely clear. And I think the only thing that gives me like, that's a muscle that I've worked out to a certain point coming from an un, unencoded kid to getting into being an adult. Now it's about becoming a kid again. It's about creating the space again to use the mind better 
and to use those things as choice, but not riding one sensation to the next. That's my hypothesis going forward. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> I find myself getting into that um, when I feel like I am pushing myself too hard and getting frustrated with certain things, just that step back. And as soon as I do it, as soon as I can just say, okay, I get to my office at 7.30 and I don't want it to be like yesterday. And I just ask, what do I want today? And you just take it easy. Just And I, what I mean by that is you try to eliminate all that normal jumbled processes that you're going through inside your head and you're just like, you're just focusing on the clear and present um, objectives. Things just go a lot better and you're not sent in those million directions of I want this, I want this, I want this, you know, because like you had said, Nate, um, sitting down to say what you want, it's, it's a mess because you normally are wanting so many different things and not paying attention to so many things. And you find yourself, anytime you're able to be able to say, okay, what do I want? It's very, it's very clear, it's very simple how to get from point A to point B. There's, it doesn't take a whole lot out of you to know what to do. It's not that crazy. Um, but it's just that you're so divided all the time. And it, 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 But it is funny when you bring awareness to any of this. It just seems like it, it simplifies it. I was listening to a physicist. Really interesting guy that had the unique ability like Neil deGrasse Tyson where he could talk about the the tiniest things that we know but he was able to still be like communicable he wasn't so intellectually he was obviously smart and very well studied but he wasn't unattainable like he could attach layman's terms to stuff and one of the things that stuck with me and I think it has to be a parallel to mind or to whatever I'm just word semantics but it has to be a parallel to how I function it seems like it was he was talking about when we're looking at atoms and some of the misconceptions and things that are thrown around about you know there the electrons appear and disappear and he brought up a, a really cool I'm already it's already fucking escaped me isn't that crazy but he's talking about how the misconception is that they appear electrons orbiting around a nucleus appear and disappear and that's kind of like us appearing and disappearing into life. But he's saying, no, it's more like a cloud. Like, it's not like they're rotating around it. They're like literally coming in and out of existence. But it's happening so fast that it appears that they're moving in a normal line. And it's like, that's kind of like when you're shooting film, 24 frames per second. It's creating the illusion that there's a coherent pattern of motion. But I think it's all attention moving at insanely fast speed bah, 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 coming in and out of existence and that's exactly how I'm functioning but it's happening so fast that it seems like this coherent experience but if I can slow down it's crazy how much control I can have over things and I'll see that with people that I would attribute to being masters is that they get this laser focus and it's like they've stopped the cloud and they've made it point in it's like a super super ability but I still think that 
it doesn't come into focus until I try to put it on paper because before that I'm still just that fog of everything. And I think I think that's part of the the process of life that especially from our perspective because I I truly believe like with a little bit of observation I I've thought about this and I'm like all three of us are writers it's how um, I think we think a lot and up to a certain point in our lives it has driven us crazy how much we think and we kind of take that for granted like you know am I neurotic or you know am I am I losing it and it's like no you were designed this way not everyone is this way <laughs> not everyone has a lot of thought and some people have less thought and they'll just attach themselves to that thought and they stay with it and I think I see it in all three of us that we have a lot of thoughts and to sit down it's very it's a very important step in the process of who we are to sit down and put that information into a written form and then as we've learned through this to get better at building the muscle of performing that you know or putting it out there and that's a different step as well but looking at this episode i think it is a tremendous step in the right direction for us in order to realize the importance of jot down your ideas collect them because they do seem fleeting and they seem random and this and that but to you know unify them and build that muscle of like taking all those random things and then unify them and then also work on getting that out in an appropriate way that it can be digested by someone outside and have them understand those are three massive disciplines but that's something that i think that it's important especially for guys like us that like we have a lot of thoughts and they they do seem random and i think like now more than ever in our culture a lot of people are that way you know that they have a lot of random, it seems like random thoughts, but it's like jot those things down because over time, what seems random, like you said, it's like your mind's fleeting on this and oh, that's a really good idea. You'll come back to that later, you know? Like it'll be fleeting, you'll, you'll write it down and then it'll be gone. And you're like, oh man, I wanted to finish that. It's like you will, but you have to trust that process that you will get back to that in maybe a week. But the more you do it, the more I think those thoughts will unify on their own and you will be able to start and stop on a full idea, but you have to build up that muscle or else it continues to like be in this uh, intro phase of, oh, that, that is like a random thought. And, that, and that's, uh, there's some power there that's kindling, but it's not the entire fire, you know? I like I it know. how we can we've looked at our past. We come up with those little examples, way of explaining certain things. I was glad that I had that moment back in college with reading Plato, and I had Euthyphro, and I didn't even know that was going to make it in. But I went back and read that, and I hoped I made it clear how that how it was important to what I was saying, 
but I loved I loved that dialogue. I loved the way Socrates was just hopping along and questioning about all this stuff, and it just se- seems to go in this circle. And you realize, without being told so specifically, um, at the time it was just a great example for me to understand the limitations of our abstractions. You know, and I don't know if that is put. Sometimes it's better to see it as an example as opposed to just, you know, it's this is all just bullshit or whatever. Um, but I wanted to have that there. I wanted to have an example. I wanted to hear your guys's moments of, you know, explaining certain things. The um, I had another one that I forgot to put in. Um, but it seemed to take me in a different direction. I wanna, I wanna. I'm thinking about doing a solo cast, and just me reading "Song of Myself," and not only to get better at, you know, s- saying these things, um, having a performance kind of, but also to just get more of "Song of Myself," just because I love the damn thing so much. What is "Song of Myself"? It's a poem by Walt Whitman. It was in Leaves of Grass, and. I started reading Leaves of Grass again, and I just got to Song of Myself, and I just, it's actually pretty long. I, I didn't realize how long it was, but I wanted to, I was going to put this to you guys too. Um, it wouldn't be an episode, but it would be something that I'd want to put on Catching Waves, just as, hey, this is my little side project, and I don't have a, a time it. limit on this, but I want you guys to know, like, I'd love if you guys come up with anything like this on your own do the same damn thing you know I want to hear your guys' stuff but I was going to challenge myself to like maybe invite a little bit of a different energy to it I, I listening to my solo cast I felt like wow that was dry wow how many times do I have to say you know model or mental representation you know I'm like Ugh. that could have been said so many different ways um, but instead of getting down on myself I wanted just to okay Let's do something else, and let's pump up the energy. Seems like I'm in a, a state right now where I I would want to play a different character, or I'd want to. I, I almost feel myself inviting a different way of expressing myself, and just to really, I don't know. I just wanted to have this other project going on, which is kind of maddening because I have a lot going on. <laughs> Damn it. But that's that's the amazing thing about I think like getting creative is that I can't remember where I heard this, but they were like the fear is like with a lot of things you expend a certain amount of energy doing one thing and you exhaust that energy. But create creation, the more you do it the more you have the ability to do it. And so you start getting creative and you're like, well, I want to get more creative. And you're able to get more creative and it becomes addicting, you know, because you're like, oh shit, I created this thing and I can already see the flaws in it. So then I could create another thing and make it better. And I think uh, when when you open yourself up to that 
it's extremely addicting. It can almost be like a, a mental disease after a certain point because you're like, oh, I see the flaws. And you, you start seeing, you know, to the point that you could never be finished with a project. And that's also another thing that's like, you just have to like at some point cut and say like, all right, I know, I know I can improve this, but next time, yeah, next time. And, and again, like going back to mine, I'm like, there was a selfish part where I'm like, oh, I know where I know how this thing, I didn't, I didn't fulfill this. I didn't fulfill this. And this could have been tightened up. But you also have to be um, realistic within your time frame and and take those things into consideration and then just be like, all right, next time, it'll it'll get better. Because I already feel like like although mine was the weakest of the three of ours, a vast improvement over like my first scripted thing with like the Bruce Lee that I just felt like oh my god I'm nervous like I'm nervous kind of jumping out on my own and having this like scripted thing and like it's an improvement on that which isn't saying much but it's it's a step in the right direction i want to continue to go down that so it's uh for me it's like if i make too much of an improvement too quickly then that bar might be a little too hard to get over and then I might discourage myself from doing another one after that. That might be the end point for me because I'm like, ah, I, I gave everything I had to that. And like, I, I really don't know. But if it's like, if you just bump it up a little bit, you're like, oh, okay. I'm still extremely hungry for that next step. And that's very important too, is to stay inspired for each step and say like, okay, I'm going to grow. And you, you bump it up a little bit more. And you're like, I'm going to grow a little bit more. You do that enough times, and you're gonna look back and you're like, "Holy shit! I didn't even like that. Didn't even feel like I was moving as far as I was." But look at me now, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's important too. Absolutely. I think uh, even content-wise on this, I was um, I was trying to maybe understand certain things that I guess I already understand at a more non-conceptual level Um, and maybe that's what sent me off trying to dig through my history and my examples of these things it's like I think at some level we understand this I think everyone does but then all of a sudden it's like okay well you, you need to you need to deliver that out of the non-conceptual realm and be able to offer it up to somebody in this kind of physical way. And that is insane, you know. Who would who would sign up for that shit? And then you find out who has, and they're like, oh, yeah, uh, Melville, Nietzsche, they've all gone insane. Great, fantastic, this is what I signed up for. Um, <laughs> and you're, you're afraid. Um, but it's funny that, you know, you've had these moments in your life where you're like, you kind of get it. And it's its own reward, I think, sometimes just to be okay with that, not trying to offer that up. But um, um, kind of speaking to having one of those moments where you feel like, you know, you're finally 
decided to stop punishing yourself and just ask the question, what do I want here? And it seems like the doors open immediately. Um, you feel like you're, you're finding one of the one of the secrets of the universe basically when you're like oh it doesn't have to be that hard but it does seem like it's necessary to kind of go through a lot of difficulty uh, beforehand um the one thing i felt too and i don't think it really made it into my my solo cast the way i wanted it was i always got to the point where i also saw that my opposition it seemed like I was fighting something. But when the floodgates kind of fell and I felt like I could see that the other side was something of my own invention. So the thing that you're fighting, the thing that's the obstacle, the thing that you're trying to get past, whatever, my it's, it's my conception of that, which for me felt like once I got to that point, it felt like, oh, the not me is me too, you know? And that was one of those things that allowed me, hopefully I'm explaining this well. Um, it was one of those things to like not objectify this other side that's against me. And that really made me feel like, oh wow, I, like I'm the only one here in a way. Um, normally I'm not set up like that. I don't think anybody is. I think normally we're all kind of set up in some way where we feel like we're a being in this world with other beings and other forces and it's just me versus the world, me versus something. But the thing that you're versus, if anybody's going to ask you what that is, you're going to come out with a whole bunch of words and concepts for it, which is, it's yours. <laughs> And being able, being able to explain that, I think it's still kind of that conceptual thing. But when you're there and you realize, like you're really, I don't know how to say it, it when it's non-conceptual and you're seeing it directly like that, that's the type of thing where your, your boundaries, your defenses just fall. And you're like, you have those moments of, oh, God, yeah, I remember. That's how this place works, you know? It, it's moments like that where I feel like, oh, yeah, the joke's on me. Sorry. <laughs> Who are you saying sorry to? Honk. Who are you saying sorry to? I don't know. <laughs> um, You're, like, when you brought right? up the, the beginning of Karate Kid 2, the, what would be the end of Karate Kid 1, that has echoed for me. And again, it seems as though you're bringing that up without bringing it up, yeah. but I'm going to bring it up. Good. <laughs> and that's what I need. I need. Here is for the week. <laughs> Miyagi. <laughs> Honk. Like, I think that's it. Is that, you know, we take everything so seriously. Um, an idea that popped up, like, as you're bringing this up again is like but perhaps to look at it from a different perspective is that we've talked about like oh you feel so stupid you put in all this energy and all this you know stress and strain but maybe perhaps that is required for you to open up the door 
easily because thinking about like again this is something that nate and i have gone through so it's easy for me to use it as a metaphor that had we just been on the outside of that and not done the work and really not like shown it through our actions and just i want that i want that i want that you're like would you ever get there maybe maybe you'd wear that that person down they're like here have it and they're like <laughs> i had no idea you're like yeah i could see that from you know and then you you bounce out but if you are on the inside of it and you're doing all the hard work and you're like god and and you don't ask and you don't ask and that builds up and then you ask and it's really easy it's really easy because you've done all that work because you've stressed yourself out because you took on the responsibility and um, and all of the weight of that and you're going to continue that habit of doing the work and taking on the responsibility and then that next door will open up because of that attitude so you can't really beat yourself up I, maybe that maybe the proper course of action isn't beating yourself up is becoming aware that that was all necessary for you to open up the door really easy. Maybe perhaps it wouldn't be that easy to open up that door had you not done all that work, had you not stressed out, had you not, you know, so that's something to take into consideration. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah. I think I feel that like every time there's that level of, I can't say that it wasn't necessary. It felt like I, it wouldn't have been such a um, realization something as important as it was if i hadn't gone through that you that moment is one of contrast and you're like oh god you know you have all this built-up energy that's suddenly just being like yeah we're gonna open up the door right now oh you know you feel like arnold okay i'm coming you know sorry well i feel like these talks and putting things down in front of us it i feel like when you go through something the first time you kind of have to learn the hard way you kind of have to have the motivation to go through it you need things to go wrong and get dark before they get light again but the the good thing about going through it the second time is it doesn't hurt as much i think that's all part of this process too where i'm like i'm hoping to grab hold of things a little better each time so that i don't have to quite bang my head for two days and go how did i ah you know before it's like no nah, i see it moment to moment we're like no 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 i've made those mistakes as a young man i figured out where i don't need to suffer through some of this shit or get caught up in those little traps i did before i feel like each time we talk i get better about it so yeah um one thing it, it's funny because like <clears throat> when i was on the grocery floor and i'm supervising i saw room for improvement in my own like leadership qualities i had like certain things that are kind of like natural and other things that aren't and it's funny because as i have been like transitioning back into that role like wow it's okay it's been a year it's been a while since i've done this and i think i needed that year to relive what it is to be just in like the workhorse mode and I like that mode, but you know I'm getting older, and I'm like uh, I'd prefer not to be in that role for the rest of my life. So I need to pay attention to like what what does it take to be in a leadership role, and I 
going back onto the grocery floor and like, okay, I'm, you know, assigning these guys, my team, like where they need to be and they should be there, but they're not, you know, <laughs> it's like the same old shit. It's babysitting. And I don't think that that changes too much because you have to open up your awareness and like you're taking care of your work, but then you're also making sure that they take care of their work. But it's like fucking kids, you know, like they don't, they don't want to do that. I don't want to do my work. Yeah. You just want to show up and fucking collect money and not do your work. How are you not, you know, like it, it makes you aware of how little stress you've been offering your managers and then you understand why you are looked at the way you are looked at because you're like yeah you don't have to worry about me you don't even think about me you just see the work that i do and then it's fucking done and you're like oh i like that guy <laughs> you have no idea who i am as a person and it's like and that's how it should be at work like i mean well you to a certain degree that it's like i'm not stressing you out I'm not making you work even harder. You're able to get what you need done because you're not focused on me. And that's such a gift. And then I go back into this role and I'm like, fuck. And I recently had a good conversation with Kristen because I'm like, okay, here I am in this role again. And it's like, these fucking guys don't do their work. Like, I know what they're doing and I know how they're slacking and they're not even in their, their zone. And she was like, and I was just like, what am I, what am I doing wrong? She's like, okay. Um, and I told her like an example. She's like, you know, something that comes natural to you is that you're, you inspire people to like make themselves better and this and that. I was like, yeah, I guess. And she's like, no, you really are. You're like a cheerleader. Like you'll, you'll get in there and you'll, you'll get people pumped up about being better at whatever they're doing you know like career goals and this and that she's like that's not this situation this situation requires that you just hold people accountable and it was that one word that was the key for me I was like oh okay so I'm not like trying to connect with these people <laughs> she's like no not at all because if you do that then they're going to think you're their friend and then they're just going to probably take advantage of that even more. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, just hold them accountable. That's all you're doing is just holding them accountable. And for me, you know, throughout my life, I've had situations that are extremely difficult for me to understand how to operate in. And it's usually one word that help, that, that unlocks everything. It's the simplest explanation of what this whole thing is and it was funny because the other day um i come off break and there are two guys out of their zone in my zone and they're just talking about bullshit and i'm like well there's only four of us this is a huge store and i'm like this is a lack of respect this is this is a lot of things and I was like, how do I deal with this situation? You know, how do I not make it personal? How I, you know, and it was just like my mind, I was pissed. I'm getting kind of like emotional inside. And then I was able to just grasp on to hold them accountable. So I let go of emotion and I just go up to them like, is everything okay? They're like, yeah. 
and they go back to talking and then my emotions start <laughs> rising again like oh my god I want to hit both of you in the face this is so disrespectful you're not doing your fucking job is what I'm trying to lay down to you and then I calmed down and I was like just hold them accountable I'm like are you guys on the clock ooh <laughs> that might as well have been a slap to their face just me asking them if they're on the clock and then they start scrambling like cockroaches <laughs> oh fuck he means business I've never had that power before like I, I I didn't know how to like align that without getting emotional without saying all these other things without using a mil, you know a laundry list of words in order to convey I'm trying to make a point here and this is how I'm doing it but just knowing that one word changed my demeanor it changed everything and it's like okay I think that's how these keys work at least for me I mean I remember it, it, I had flashbacks but right after I saw the change in their demeanor and where they were supposed to be at and realizing like oh I have responsibilities here I need to be aware of and maybe they weren't maybe they like that's how they operate and they're just they don't mean anything bad by it they're just distracted but I flashed back to dad trying to teach me how to ride a bike and my frustration and he's giving me you know a laundry list of keep your foot on this pedal and I'll be right behind you and he's like trying to build trust and he's trying to build the mechanics of me getting on this bike and like going and it was so frustrating and then two years after I gave it up I'm never gonna fucking ride my bike Josh goes get on get on the bike and ride that's the objective you know like he didn't say objective but he was just like no, just get on and ride. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's what you're trying to do, right? Just get on and ride. And then he got up in the most dangerous way on a bigger bike than he could. And then he sat on this bike and then he just went off. And that's all the direction I needed. It was like, just get on the fucking bike and ride. And it was the same thing in this situation. It was like, no, just hold him accountable. I'm like, oh, I can do that. I need to boil it down like all these things in life. I need to boil it down to like what is it that you're trying to achieve? What's the one word that is going to unlock that in your mind? And then just that. Because then that, that will give, that will take the sun and turn it into a laser. You know? I think that boils down to what I was hoping to get out of this where we can talk and talking is great because it helps get things out but just like that accountability that it's that one technique that unlocks the ability and the experience then we will talk forever about it because there's a million ways to describe what was going down in that moment but it was that one technique that unlocked it it's like what are those those vital techniques that we can develop and we're doing it right now just by communicating better we're yeah. getting better all those things i want to keep trying to uncover those to get a little more refined out of everything that we're going for. Yeah. Well, you, you, you bring it under the microscope and you're able to see what, what I saw Kristen do for you, which is what other people are great at. Some people much better than others, but just being an outside observer, you have some distance, you have some objectivity. But when you have someone like that that knows you, that, that's good at it too, it's like, no, this is what you want. You're you're unclear. You're scattered. You're you don't know exactly what you want. 
you, you may know that you want accountability, but you'd say it differently. Plus, you're also thinking all these other things, but you're so frustrated trying to figure it all out. But then all of a sudden someone comes in and they're trying to boil it down to one succinct idea. You want this. And as soon as you have that one word that just explains it, you let go. You're, you're no longer in this world of, how do I do this? And I don't even know what I want. You have all this crap and it's so vague. But then suddenly it's accountability. And you're like, boom, that's it. Like you, it, that's the key that unlocks that whole massive amount of energy that's kind of fighting with, the, with itself. And you go in there and then you realize you have those moments of it's simple again. And you're able to convey what you need, you know, and it's just like, wow, well, that was much easier than I thought it was the where I was making it out to be. I was in this place of, you know, being very unclear about it and maybe delivering a whole massive amount of energy towards it, you know, which is draining. But once you understand, it's like it's just you, you, you're no longer fighting that much. It's weird. It, um, I I went down a rabbit hole um, a couple years back of what is entertainment. You know, that was the question on my mind um, because I wanted to become a better writer, and it's like, okay, if the main goal if you if you take the objective like being a filmmaker or a storyteller if you take that away from your like selfish needs and then you're like i want to give something then it leads to the question like what is good entertainment how do you how do you make good entertainment and when i put that question out into google the universe it's like the thing that kept coming back was here's how to write a joke <laughs> i'm like no that's not what i was asking and it's like, no, that's what you're asking. And I just thought it was weird because I, I kept typing it in. It's like, here's how to write a joke. All right, here's here's what makes things funny. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just go with that. And I started researching that. And I recently have like gone back to that as like an anchoring point. And I, for a while, I boiled it down to like, fucking with the audience was like my version of it but then I have a word now um, that recently popped up and it's like surprise that's it the audience doesn't want to know the audience wants to think it knows where it's going and then ha ah, over here it's surprised and that was such a light bulb moment and, and it continues because for a while there, the thing that I feel like I was able to grasp on is just like, fuck with the audience. But that was like a little bit too long. It's like, no, just surprise them. Lead them down here. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. Poof, this is what's happening. Oh, <laughs> you know, and that's it. That's spectacle. That's being entertained, being surprised. It's a, it's a firework, you know? And I think to map that onto kind of other things in life it, not that exact thing but like to find that one word that unlocks like what is really fucking happening here 
with life, with, um, you know, if you want to get good at, I don't know, whatever it would be. Like, if you wanted to become a great skateboarder, there's something that a, you know, a professional skateboarder has simplified to, like, its utmost that all the other guys don't. They're like, okay, in order to do a kickflip, I've got to move my... And, and they're there, and they're, like, they're thinking of every individual step, and Tony Hawk's like, I'm going to get on that board, I'm going to make awesomeness happen on that ramp, <laughs> you know? And then he's not thinking about those individual steps. He's like, oh, maybe this would be awesome. Maybe this feels awesome. That That's definitely awesome. And he's beating himself up, at, you know, as he's sacrificing his body and all these other things as he's going through that. But I think those masters have, like, boiled it down to, like, one thing. And I they're, like, they watching. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. And I think they know how to get back to it. I think the, the masters, the true masters, they can do it both by feel and by technical detail. Absolutely. But, but only to get back to it. So it's like they've gotten off the feel path, and that's when they start figuring out the technical stuff. Yeah. So lead them back to the feel, though. It's never about the technical because your awareness isn't in there when right. you're flowing when you're moving when you're really being creative in the moment your awareness is not on technical it'll be on at most it'll be on very specific boom 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 but you're all in the flow of it but and, and that's a that's a good point too is that you you need both absolutely and you have to understand how you operate maybe there are people out there i'm speaking from my own perspective that i need the key the simple key first and then that unlocks everything else and then it's at that point where i've failed in the in the past that it's like i get really like confident maybe overconfident in just oh i have the key fuck you <laughs> don't don't fix it if the machine's not broken and it's like no 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 now it's time to dial in technique after that like once i do that that's my process is that Okay, get the master key. You unlock the ability to do it. Now, go back through, make tapes, um, hammer it, look at your, your individual moves after that. Is that the best way to do it? Or could you, you know, could you shave a second off here? Or could you make that, um, you know, whatever skateboard move, uh, you know, massive 360 or whatever, like, could you make that a little bit more beautiful if you tucked your head to the left or to the right or, like, ducked down? It's those little things that make it art, you know, that really make it like, oh, my God, it looks effortless. And I know it's the exact opposite. That is so much. And it's like, yeah, that's what makes you a master is that you make something that is extremely difficult look fucking simple. Like you could just hand over that key to that person, and they're like, "No, that that takes years of of observing and and getting good at that." You know, but I think we all yearn to do this, things like that way. I think that's the danger too. Is like what I feel like I've been bad at in my past is having some inclination that I want to do something, but like let's say I want to do skateboarding. Well, it's frustrating to me. I can't do the basic of things, but then I look at Tony Hawk and he makes it look effortless, and I'm like, I guess I, I'll never have Tony Hawk's key. 
Tony Hawk's key right now is not anything I should worry about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about that. You're not Tony Hawk. Um, nowhere near his level. Um, the the one key that you need, the only key that matters to you, to me, is something so mundane, but it's the most important thing, you know. And I I do that with myself when I feel like I'm mucking it up. Is that I'm thinking too big, where I'm thinking yeah. about you know way too much. I'm thinking about skateboarding. I'm thinking about a 1080 or whatever, and it's like, why? You're you're not going to be doing that. Um, I remember having my own moment with dad and mom. Uh, not riding a bike, but um, uh, driving stick, and oh, yeah. um, <laughs> having my moment with dad, and I remember being so frustrated. And it wasn't him; it was, but I remember him doing the whole. You, you just you, <laughs> you let go of no, one and no, the other, no. <laughs> and we both went into that mode. Um, one that I'm very good at playing now that I'm on the other side of it too um, and then there was one time I was with mom and I still wasn't getting it and she uh, she was she's like you know she's just playing very passive and like well you know we'll take you out to some other place and you'll have all the time in the world just to do whatever you want we were in Sun City where there was nothing there I guess at the time and um and then I just realized, I think, I mean, she was kind of getting around to it, like, just take your time, don't worry about anything. But I had said, I simplified it in my head. The only thing I, if I can get going, I'm fine. And it seems like shifting from first to second is easy. And all the other stuff, I get that. But the one thing that I need to get over is doing from a dead stop to first. And I just simplified it. So I wasn't just driving stick in some larger sense it was just going from dead stop to moving into first and I just kept stopping and doing it again and again and again and as soon as I got that it was like the rest was easy like that boil driving stick boiled down to being able to go from a dead stop to transferring into first gear and as soon as I got over any difficulty doing that everything else was simpler and the keys were easier um, but when I first started, it was, it was something so complex and convoluted that it was just, there's no point. Just get frustrated, scream, say you'll never, you know, that you'll just, they have automatic, so why should I ever try to drive a stick, you know? Um, and I think that's, that's what you're getting at right there. It's just trying to find the key that you need right now this is worth something uh, that you want to do, you want to learn or you need to get through, you know just simplify it, find your key and it's just amazing how easy it is when you find it you know and I, I think in my worst moments that's the exact opposite of what I'm doing I'm not simplifying anything I'm, I get really vague, I get really frustrated I expend lots of energy <laughs> and um and it's very complex. Not that I'd be able to explain it, but... <laughs> no, uh, 
isn't it the best feeling though when you unlock something to me that's one of the best feelings in life when you see it's that moment that you truly unlock something and it clicks you learn something and you upgrade it feels like you're putting on like a suit of armor and you're like oh shit and there are people that have been wearing that for years and they're like yeah dude that luster wears off and it's like i don't give a shit this is like you don't understand this was difficult and you're like dude tie your shoes no no big fucking deal like you don't have to turn this into a parade i'm like oh no motherfucker i am i am turning it into a parade because this was extremely difficult for me so you know yeah you don't have to be tony hawk um but it really it feels good when you you upgrade you know it feels like the older i get the less i do it and it sucks like i i hate feeling like yeah i haven't made any real improvements i haven't felt like i've grown everyone wants to grow and they want to grow as quickly as possible you know but uh i think it's a good point to say like hey just be happy with the growth that you have (laughs) you don't have to be tony hawk just be happy being you and upgrading you i think there is the danger though with people feeling like you know they've already grown like it that's something that i you know used, I've, I've solidified and i know the truth about everything and so i'm there yeah no please you know um <clears throat> what i notice too is that i think when i'm in those modes where i've i've, I've I know the truth, or I've gotten there, I've solidified into something real. Um, I'm just defaulting. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Um, but what I had mentioned in my solo cast, too, was like when I was in that intense state of learning something new, there was something intoxicating. It was like my brain not just firing off, okay, here's the way things work. I was taking in something new. I did mention that maybe I am upgrading my, you know, operating system or whatever, but at least at the same time, at least the, the, the gates are open. You know, there's new information coming in as opposed to just operating on the, the solid model of the universe, you know. So um, at least there's growth happening. And hopefully that's always happening. But I think, yeah, it's, it's very important, especially, you know, regardless of what age you are, to be, to be finding new keys, you know? I definitely think humility is the key that opens the door of greatness. And when you think that you're already there, you're not there. <laughs> yeah. You're you, got, you have to empty that fucking cup and you got to humble yourself before things to really get them to really get them and to not be fooled into thinking that you had it naturally that you didn't have to work for it it's like nope you don't get it then you gotta you gotta not lose your forward progress because you can go "Uh uh-uh i know how i got here and it was completely by first saying i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about Uh, you know teach me and i think that that's that's something that it's easy to not see but i feel lucky that that's something we're talking about because that's going to not be a big problem going forward. Hopefully let's keep opening doors. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks guys. Thank you. 
Thank you. That was a great one. And I look forward to our next. Oh, um, on that note, I've talked to both of you now about the next. I will, again, I, I was just talking to Chris, so I'm going to repeat what I already said. Um, I'm going to put it into a form, uh, professional, like laid out, organized topic uh, as we have been doing. But the general idea is that we will be self-hypnotizing. <clears throat> so we are going to be, I, I feel like it's a natural progression of like Chris's topic um, a week, you know, weeks ago. And then your topic here, like, how do you think this thing works? And then I want in this to really start working on our programming like looking at it like okay we are in this vessel and we are you know operating this way we've done a lot of digging on here are shortcomings and we're aware of them and which is great that's the first step is like becoming aware okay here are my problems here are the things that like i tend to do this is how i operate we've done a lot of like self-reflection now this is going to be an action-based assignment where we are going to put either binaural beats or isochronic tones behind um, a track that we design for ourselves. You're gonna be using your own voice, recording it, and then layering those two. And then the maybe some of the strengths that you have, you're gonna make even stronger. And you're going to reaffirm those things. Um, and then the things that you know you need improvement on, you're going to, you're going to affirm that that is what you are now. That you have these capabilities already. And um, the format can be any length of time Kristen, she has been like listening to hypnosis tracks and you know you go into hypnosis kind of like eh, maybe it works maybe it doesn't and they say that like 95% of the population can be hypnotized I'm part of that percentage because I've had nights now um, with her tracks that I like I cannot go to sleep and I put these things on and I last about two minutes before I'm passed out. I've never had this kind of like control over just being able to go to sleep. And one of them is like, it's called deepening your hypnosis. And man, you turn it on. It's like, boom, you're out. I don't care what is going through your mind. This thing just, if you follow the steps and it, it's almost impossible not to. But anyway, I'll put those up on Dropbox, I'll put one as an example so you can kind of get what is happening. And uh, I, I think it was the dip, deepening hypnosis one that goes for probably like four minutes in the beginning. And I, I'm gonna like copy and paste exactly what she says because that gets you into the hypnosis um, really nicely. And then it's like everything after that 
I'm just going to tailor to things that I want to improve or things that you know I'd like to strengthen. But I want to do this, and then for a certain amount of time, I don't know how long just yet, how long we should. I'd like to talk to you guys and and get an idea of how long do you think that we should do this before we um, like get back together and share our experience to see if it is having an effect because like looking at some of the videos of these women that have like gone through childbirth which is the most intense thing I think a, a human being one of the most intense uh, things that a human being can go through and seeing their results after doing this for a certain amount of times like what it's pretty incredible so I think there's something to it and uh, I'd like us to to go through and start rewiring ourselves see if it works that sounds awesome cool. yeah I would just hearing it I think um, a number that was popping in my head would be at least like 10 sessions like two weeks five days a week okay that would seem like I would want at least like that to really get at least five but I would be down to just do at least 10 too get yeah. a good amount in and feel like we're coming out of it with a good reflection well and I also think um, I think at this point it's up to to you Phil I mean, yeah definitely um within about 10 days you might have a different situation on your hands um i'm gone for a week uh saturday so um we're taking a trip and um i think hudson's due a couple days after that so um whatever works but i i'd like to be able to develop mine for uh we need time to be able to develop it and then also to really apply it to certain programming, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I've gotten to the point recently where I am super guarded with the information now that I'm subjecting myself to. Just, I don't know if it's out of paranoia or whatever, but it just, like, I started seeing patterns and I'm like, holy crap, okay. You know, this is this is coming from this, yeah. and this was years and years ago. Wow. Okay, this stuff. There's something to it. You know, you think you're just listening to a, a song that you like, but then it starts messing with you a little bit. So I want to kind of uh, rewire. I think this would be a good opportunity to do it. But um, yeah, I think actually creating the tracks is going to take quite a bit of time because. Each session, typically, uh, out of the ones that Kristen is doing, they're like 40-minute sessions of hypnosis. And granted, you're speaking in a voice that's like slower. And it's slowing, it's purposely slowing you down and opening your mind up like, okay, we're going to first put you to sleep get you into that like sleepy state so your subconscious is you know like you're done you're asleep and then your subconscious is still hearing all this stuff and a lot of the times you know Kristen is supposed to know the track she's supposed to know what they're saying in the track but she's like damn I went through it again and I, I I'm not I don't know what they're telling me I'm like well 
what did you experience? She's like, well, when I woke up, I was thinking of a grass. She was like, I was out in nature and she'll have a dream. She's like, I was out in nature. It was beautiful. And she's describing this dream. And then she went back through the track and what they were asking her to do in the track was to describe like essentially her happy place a place where she would give birth and feel comfortable and feel like at one with her baby and her subconscious came up with like a place that she would never have thought she's like oh, i wouldn't want to be out in nature i wouldn't want to be out and it's like well apparently a part of you would and it was really interesting it was fascinating and then um one of the times like one of the exercises is i'm putting her under and that was crazy to fucking watch because i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm just reading this track it has like the you know the script and so they have you do kind of like some funny things and it's like put your hand on her forehead and she's like cracking up as i'm doing this i'm like deeper and deeper you are falling into hypnosis we're going through this and she's laughing but it was funny because like as we got into the script and we started you know everyone's kind of a little bit different sometimes i guess people like they respond a little bit more favorably to like touch for us that felt weird her shoulder wasn't like there was like a command where i put my hand on her shoulder and she's like that's not bad but we were going through and she's laughing and then she's very aware. And then all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> she this is so quick. She's like, this isn't, you know, kind of like she's in her own head. She's like, this isn't working. She's laughing at me and like what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. And they're giving you prompts. But then all of a sudden her breathing goes from like, she's chuckling. She's very aware to boom. And I'm like, is she fucking with me? And then I know she's not fucking with me and her breathing was getting steady. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then they have you go through this and then they have you count them up. So like they, they count you down like three, two, one. And then her like breathing, she was like out. And I could tell, I'm like, whoa, you're like, you're not out like you're drifting off. You're like, boom you're gone you're you're into the deepest part of your subconscious so like you're steady breathing like you've been sleeping for an hour and a half which was weird to watch and then <clears throat> in the script they have you count them back so it's like okay when i get to one you will arise and you'll have more energy and be alert and aware and i did this and then i like read through the script and I said it, and she still didn't come back. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I guess it, it's all up to the eye of the beholder or whatever, you know. And I'm like, I'm looking at the script, and then all of a sudden she goes, I hear her breathing steady, and then she's like, did that even work? <laughs> I was like, what? And she was like, wide awake. She's like, I was out, but I can't, I have no idea. How long was I out? And I'm like, are you fucking with me right now? She's like, did you actually count me up? I was like, yeah. And it had been like 30 seconds, but she was like wide awake. 
And I'm like, that is the weirdest fucking shit I have ever experienced to like look at it from this side where I saw her go out, deep sleep, boom, she was out, and then why am I awake? God, I feel like I, I slept, you know, eight hours. And I'm like, okay, there's some serious control here, and I wanna do that to me. <laughs> I wanna get I wanna get this going. I wanna feed some good stuff into me and prove myself, you know. Yeah, let's do this. Cool. No, I'm I'm interested. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so that'll be the next one and one twenty. One twenty. So I'm excited for that. Awesome.